Hi, everyone. We're here with Felicia Lundquist, who is working with Think Again, and we're going to find out all about Think Again right now. Felicia, what is Think Again? Yeah, Think Again is a company. It's called Think Again Training and Consulting that was founded by Davy Shalasko, who is a white trans Jewish man. Um, and it supports individuals and organizations and communities to enact social justice principles and practices in their life and their work. Um, and so what we do is both a combination of consulting and training. Um, we want st uh, individuals to think about diversity and social justice issues as it is a lifelong process, right? It's always in our, in our lingo. It's always on our minds, on the forefront. Um, and the goal is to help um, individuals and organizations or teams, both profit, for-profit, non-profit um, individuals, to think about the best steps to take in their journey, right? And we always talk about best practices, but it's really about it is really about practice, but it's not necessarily best practices because it's always constantly changing and evolving. And so whatever it may be, we want to help help uh, organizations and individuals thinking about these things and apply it. So when we train, we're asking folks to apply what they learn to each situation, whether it's in their personal or their professional lives. Um, and really, we always see those things, you know, you know, crossing, and we do it in an intersectional way. So it's not just about um, the you know one-off, the race or gender, but it's really looking at things from an intersectional perspective. Thank you, Felicia. So can you please give us examples of what you mean? Uh, I mean, I think anybody who is of color knows already, but for people who may not know, or for people who, who even if they're of color or from marginalized groups, they may not be in touch with the intersectional piece. Yes. Yeah. So when we think about intersectional, right, we think about our identity, our social, and specifically social identities, right? Because we have a lot of identities, like, you know, long hair, curly hair, short hair. But when we think about social identities, about race, about class, about gender, about sexual orientation or sexual preference, right? We think about um, language, right, culture, all these things that make up who we are. And, you know, as a, for me personally, as a woman of color, as a black multiracial, like, there's sections and in, in, in intersections of who I am in terms of my identity and right so I don't just show up as a woman I don't just show up as a black woman I show up as a, a woman of color who identifies as black who grew up working class and now is considered middle class who is queer right I all these things that really um, you know impact who I am and so like you might be able to accept me as accept me as a woman but maybe you don't accept me for my blackness and so we have to talk about things from an interse intersectional perspective and, and then how do you then how do you do that like if you're working with an organization uh first of all if they call you they're already showing we want to learn mm -hmm. um so then that's a good like open door mm -hmm. it's not like you're gonna necessarily hit your head against the wall but maybe you will anyway. I think a lot of times we do hit ourselves against the wall because because people's identities do play a part in terms of what they're able to either um, relate to or understand, right? So not everyone's going to be able to understand um, the perspective of a woman because they might not identify that way, but we or relate to, I should say. But they can understand, right, given the tools and the information and narrative, right? But I want it to be the narrative of that individual that identifies with that particular group and allies that can can share that right but but we don't see that often um in in certain places right and i and i and i when i say certain places places that are um driven by white, white supremacy right yeah so can you give me an example can you give us an example of okay you're working with an organization what are some of the first questions you ask that 
organization before you start working with them? Yeah, well, we, we, we actually start off with an intake process. So we always have uh, a meeting with the individuals um, who uh, initially um, contact us or have been uh, referred to us. Um, and we start to ask, you know, what, what's the culture like? What's the climate like? What's the need, really? And so one of the things that really is unique, well, I don't know if it's unique, but it's important, and I don't know that all organizations do this, is listening to the needs of the, of the individuals or the organizations that we're working with and tailor the trainings and consulting specifically to that. Because the needs of um, an institution of higher ed is going to be very different than the institutions of a land-grant institution that, you know, is, is maybe, you know, thinking about large public schools versus private schools, thinking about... Um, you know, for-profit or non-profit. So we might be working with a food bank, for example. Um, and it, they might have, and also thinking about, you know, budgets, all these kind of things, and what the capacity, the staff, what's the demographics of the staff or the board of directors? Well, you know, the Felicia, uh, sometimes I see um, there's all this, like, diversity in a, like, the, we'll say, like, in the student population, but in the top administrative mm -hmm population, mm -hmm. it's, it's monolingual Anglo. Yeah, it's not representative, right? So you have, we're just talking about, high, I'm very familiar with higher education uh, because I've been in that field for 21 years and now just transitioning out and working with, again, a lot of different organizations, but I can speak to higher ed in this way that I have a lot of experience. And, you know, we see a growing population of diverse, racial, let's say racially diverse, but also, again, when we think about the intersections, we're seeing more and more queer folks, trans folks coming into these spaces that are that are open about it, right? Which it's also, and that's something else that we need to talk about. And I would love to, we'll, we'll transition a little bit about some of the, sh the workshops that we're doing. But in this moment right now, it's very contradictory, right? When we think about legislation and acceptance of different identities, particularly black trans folks, right? And so, um, and so you have these demographics and you have these changes, but you're right, at the top of the food chain, at the hierarchy, it, it, it's often reflective of white upper-class men, right? Um, and you don't see Christian. it. Christian. Christian, yeah, absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. And so you don't see the reflection. Um, representation matters. And so with the students, you know, specifically in, in higher ed, but you can, you know, even in organizations, um, you know, it's not often reflected from the top down. And so we need to change that. And we change that by looking at the policies and the practices and owning and being accountable to, you know, what has happened in the past, the present, and the future. How do we move forward, right? And and I, I from day one, I've always said it's not about shaming or blaming people. It's about understanding, having an awareness, and cultivating change and, do, and prioritizing that, right? And so, you know... <clears throat> We, uh, one of the other things that we're doing right now that I actually want to talk about too is um, we have a um, oh gosh what's the name of this oh my goodness it's okay oh, it's no. all right um, let me just pull this up here because okay. this is it's a it's a um, oh my goodness <laughs> I want to make sure I get the name of this right because I okay. often uh, find myself I don't want to be well as you're looking for it I can I can add like when we think about policies we're thinking about everything from the holidays that people get off, the bereavement days that people get off. Este, we're thinking about uh, hiring practices and how we evaluate este, people and their jobs. It's just like a complete um, deep dive into the policies because they all come from this white Christian male view of the world that does not fit with 
with the majority of right. us. Exactly. And people ha- and, and people have a hard time. Like even the people that want to change that, you know, maybe even the white Christian upper class males that want to change that often don't even know how to do that or don't see the bigger picture because of, of identity, right? And so one of the things But that you do. I do. So they can call and you. They can. And, and it's called Think Again. Training huh? and Consulting. And how do we find Think Again Training and Consulting? You can find us on our website at thinkagaintraining.com. You can find us, um, you can find some of our uh, updates and um, we have actually a book uh, out around trans allyship that Davy Shalasco, the, the founder, um, wrote. Um, and so you could find us on social media, both on, on Instagram and uh, as well as Facebook. Um, and I will share before we and I will share those links with you. And I also and you yeah, can post we'll write. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll write them in the text. So then people who, you know, I know for me, like, oh, my gosh, if I need to write a phone number. It's like, oh, just please text me the phone number. Yeah, no, I get I'm it. So oh my like, god, I get it. I what? You want me to get a pen? <laughs> I know. What's that <laughs> thing? <laughs> Nowadays, I just use my phone too or record. Um, but mm-hmm. w- as we talk about white people, right, in leadership mm-hmm. roles mm-hmm. and in this work and the needs, the needs, and, and moving away from the performative, we actually offer um, uh, sessions, and we, uh, um, it's called an anti-racist development group for white leaders. Mm-hmm. And so it's our white trainers working with white leaders for leaders and managers who are decision makers. Mm-hmm. makers right because mm-hmm. that's how policies and practices change is through decision makers and 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 we want decision makers to move forward to the next level um where they're they're thinking about organizational equity equitable practices and equitable work right and so we have an eight-week course that um is placed uh, for learning reflection and peer support and action based in frameworks of intersectional social justice and challenging white supremacy culture. And I know those are a lot, really big words for some folks. Um, and, and so in, in essence, we're addressing how do we do our leadership work and confront common patterns rooted in oppressive systems. I, Felicia, I, you know, this is not an argument. Yes, white supremacy exists. And if they, the critical race theory, mm-hmm. I feel like, for instance, that, uh, that's just, to me, that's American history. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what created such division was this sense of, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, oh, we're talking about American history. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And so I wonder sometimes if the terminology that is used, that even though it is spot on, it uh, alienates Absolutely, yeah. potential learners. Yeah, absolutely. I think. You and know, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, well, I'm con- my, my colleagues are constantly telling me, you know, to think about accessible language, right? Because some, like I said, not everyone's going to know what, what the heck does white supremacy culture mean? But, you know, Bell Hooks talks about it. I can't help myself. I, I really like scholarship and I like reading. And I, and I have these women who are amazing, phenomenal women that I see as mentors and you know, just models. And um, and earlier we were talking, when we were talking about intersectionality, Audre Lorde is another person that I would Audre put Lord. out there, right, yeah. that that really speaks to the intersectional lens, right, as a black queer woman, right, all these author, all these things, that, and there's a great poem out there, um, and it is, there is no hierarchy of oppression, right? And so um, for anyone that has the time to, to listen to that, go check that out. But you know, Where would they find it to um, check it out? I would say YouTube video. Okay. Um, if you just put in Audre Lorde, there is no hierarchy of oppression. You could okay. find that. All right. Um, and it's great. I used to use it in my classroom all the time talking about intersections and like in this, 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 she just 
spot on with with like if you can't accept my blackness if you can't accept my queerness if you you know and that they didn't use the term queer back then but mm-hmm. you know it's it's essentially you know if you can't see all of all of the authentic me then you really aren't accepting of me right and mm-hmm. so this is when we think about intersections you know you know we can over here say you know black lives matter but then if you're not if you're not down with supporting trans community or you're not down with supporting poor communities and you're a black trans you know, uh, poor person, then you, you're, how are you really supporting our black, that black life? Yeah. There's this like, um, a, a speaking of hierarchy of, there seems to be hierarchy of causes mm-hmm. and there should not be, Mm-mm. they're all a moral, a, a, oh, I don't know what the word is. They're all morally correct. Is that it? It's like, yes, black lives matter. Yes. You know, Save the whales. Yes, our streets need to be the clean. Yeah, I mean it's it's everything. Yeah, it's talking about and solidarity where people where, earlier you and I off 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 mic we're talking about wellness and grief and mm-hmm. all these kind of things, and so you have to think about the whole person, right? Like spirit, mind, and body, and and in that, if you don't see pieces of that individual, or you can't you if you can't support you know, human, you know, human rights of the individual, then you're really, then you're really, you know, separating and sectioning out and living in, in these silos that um, can potentially be harmful to, to individuals. And so yeah. think about solidarity in this way of, of like wellness and like, is this, are we harming or are we healing? But so many organizations, be they private or nonprofit or whatever they are, they don't seem, and you and I have been in a lot of these kind of spaces, they don't seem to take wellness into consideration. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the meeting is at one. Okay, is everybody here? Let's start. And there's no check-in. Nope. It's, just like, it's just as if, no, we're all fine. We're all good. Nothing is happening except this. Mm-hmm. And there's no humanity. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, I think that also feeds the divisions. Yeah, absolutely. And then how do we deal with something like that, yeah. though? I mean, yeah. how do, if I'm in a meeting, I mean, here at Holyoke Media, our staff meetings, I, I just adore them because, yes, we talk about what we need to talk about and also we share stories mm-hmm. and our humanity is part of the work that we do. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in most places. No, and we, and so part of this is like when we go back to practices and policies is building a capacity to be able to hold space for that, right? Um, to support individuals. Um, and so in that, you know, we, ha- we have to start with create, like some of the things we do with, with training or even when we're consulting is, you know, and, and when I was in higher ed, we would do this in the classroom. And, and not everyone does this, but it, it could be a better practice is setting some um, community norms or some guidelines, community guidelines. Checking in is would be one of the guidelines, right? Respect is one of the guidelines. And if like, someone is coming in and they are navigating X, Y, and Z, like let's respect where they're at and what they're navigating and the things that they're holding. If they're if they're doing extra work, right, in this way of when we think about emotional labor, if it's a person coming from a marginalized group and is doing this work that you know involves the emotional piece that and the baggage and we were talking earlier about plantations and right and visiting plantations and, and imagine the difference between a person of color and a white person going to that plantation. They it might be a really different experience based on oh absolutely uh, right. and yeah. so right so being able to support people to build capacity to be able to do that to be more effective in supporting people both on a professional and personal life. Well, we're in June, so this is LGBTQ plus plus. Oh yeah, <laughs> Felicia, tell me. I mean, 
I'm a lesbian and I can't keep track of all well, these. Right. Cause everything, <laughs> I know it's like, there's so many acronyms. There's so many, and, and this is the evolving piece. Um, and so, right. June pride month. Right. And so a lot of places are capitalizing on that too. And so one of the things we're also asking is like working with individuals that actually identify with that group and not just, let me, you know, again, the performance piece, let me have this flag, this rainbow flag out here. Let me sell this stuff, you know, and I know I'm not going to get into it, but I know that there's been a lot of conversations and controversy around target right now. Right. And the artists that have, have been pulled from the shells. And so like people are, well, what do we do now? Right. Well, why don't looking up those individuals, those artists, uh, you know, and and working with them directly. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Right. And so so not supporting this in this way of like performative, but really supporting in a way that is benefiting the people, and the individuals that are actually part of that community and so celebrating the diversity, but also and the brilliance in that. Also, think again. Wants you all out there in in um, in the community to think about um, some ways to build capacity around awareness, mm-hmm. um, to be able to to uh, offer more support. Mm-hmm. And so we currently have some new programs for Pride Month mm-hmm. that can help create more inclusive spaces while celebrating the diversity mm-hmm. uh, of our LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. <laughs> right and. Mm-hmm. Um, communities and uh, the, the issues that arise within our communities, our organizations, even in our families. I mean, I'm constantly having conversations with my family about these things. And, you know, um, and we have a lot of uh, individuals in my family that identify as Christian. And there's a lot. Right. And I think about um, the ways in which the messages that we've received. Right. The individual beliefs, sort of the uh, social norms and, and the impact that that has on people that also um, can either harm or heal. Uh, and so we have a plethora of, of programs. The first that I want to talk about is actually happening tomorrow. You can still sign up. It's our Transforming Allyship series. Um, this one is a mini. So a lot of our programs range from one or two hours to a whole eight, eight to 12 Wait, weeks. I, I'm sorry to cut in. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow for everybody. That oh, is tomorrow, June 8th. Thursday, June 8th. This is going up on, on the podcast and on our Holyoke Media's Facebook page today, Wednesday. But you'll you'll give me the information later that I can put in. Absolutely. How does how do you register? How for do this? you register? Yeah. yeah, and 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 this is just one out of many for this month. And the transforming allyship is a a workshop that we do um, both in Pride Month, but we'll be doing it also um, external, you know, for external organizations. And what is it, transforming yeah. So, allyship? Yeah. So this is a uh, workshop that's designed to increase awareness. Um, an acceptance of our transgender identities, along with the intense, ba- like to talk about the intense backlash of the anti-trans legislation that's taking place and the rhetoric and the violence that is happening all over, right? Trans community members continue to face intense stigma and barriers. And so this um, this is a very short version, and we call it the mini, of a, a longer transforming allyship training that leads participants through short presentations, discussions, individual reflection, and 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 and, a, and an ability to access and assess their own capacity for effective accountability and an allyship with our trans community. Okay, can you tell me in a way that I I can understand? Pretend I'm ten. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I know this is what I. So it's a workshop that's a, that's going to be talking about you know what's happening with our trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in danger. They're, they're in constant danger. In constant danger. Mm-hmm. What are some steps that I can take to better help 
my trans community as an ally, or okay. if I'm part of the trans community, being able to have a space to be able to engage in, in dialogue. And it's really, you know, we have um, our facilitators identify as trans. Um, they'll be talking about personal experiences. And again, ways in which we can apply the knowledge that we learn from this workshop through people's experiences mm -hmm. and through the knowledge that we have and the information around what's going on in the world to be then able to apply that to do better, mm -hmm. to be more effective in our allyship, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say allyship, you know, how to supporting people and mm -hmm. using, you know, our um, dominant groups identities, right? Meaning, what do I mean by that? Well, if I'm, I am not a white person, but let's see, where am I dominant? What is a dominant group? Uh, I'm not going to say able okay, body, but okay. I'm <laughs> you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where? I mean, yeah, there's, I actually am part of a lot of dominant groups. You're college are, educated. I, yes, as an edge, right. Okay. Access, right? And yeah. so using my access mm -hmm. to provide more access for those that don't have that access. Well, for me, for instance, as a light-skinned Puerto Rican este, woman, um, I get in spaces that uh, dark-skinned women don't get into. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, that I've always then done is like use that privilege and then blow open the doors so people can enter. Absolutely. And that sometimes is a, a, a rewarding for everybody, but then also sometimes it's, oh my goodness, I'm sorry that I brought you to this meeting where everybody was so, you know, racist and misogynist. And now, you know, this person that I brought is just depressed. Mm -hmm. And so am I. And because not, these spaces don't necessarily welcome us. No. They say they do. Right. That's the performative piece, right? And right. the tokenism behind it. And yeah. so, you know, people, and this is where I go back to the emotional labor of individuals and the ways that they're impacted. And, and how do we compensate in an equitable way to make, to make folks that are in those positions feel whole, right? And then they don't like. I it's like. I, I feel. I think you can relate to this. I'm constantly feeling pretty exhausted. Yeah. Um. And and I've chosen I'm to do this. Yeah, I've chosen to do this. Yeah. Work, but I can't escape it, right? right. As a woman of color, we right? can't As escape it. All these things, and so. Yeah. Um, I know. I told my therapist years ago. I want to be like Barbie. <laughs> That's the life I want. <laughs> Emotionless, blonde, blue-eyed, no problems. <laughs> no problems. Somewhere there's a can. Yeah, right. I'm sure Barbie also. I mean, as you know, keep up, keep Barbie up those, keep, keep, too. Up, keep up, keep up those yeah. looks. I don't know. That's a, like, that look is not really. No, what no, I'm, that's oppression. <laughs> that's yeah. No, that I learned that quickly. Yes. Uh -huh. Um. Yeah. So you know. So so for any you know, I would say the targeted audience for for these trainings, um, whether or not it's the trans inclusion one. Um, trans allyship one, or we also have one calling doing racial justice in the LGBTQIA plus community. And, and that's a workshop for anyone who's committed to doing racial justice within the LGBT community that wants to, um, so that could be service providers, that could be white LGBTQIA plus folks, right? It could be folks of color who don't identify with the LGBTQ community, but have uh, a, a desire to be more supportive and an ally in a way that, that maybe they just don't know as folks of color who want to build, again, capacity and strategies strategies and solidarity. So it sounds like Think Again uh, is geared, is, o sea, the mission is to engage people and the people that you engage are already trying to get there. It doesn't, it's not about you know, knocking on a, you know, oh, they don't want us. But why do we keep knocking on yeah. their doors? No, definitely, definitely not, you know, not like, you know, a, a nation, nationwide bank. Would they be interested? Uh, I doubt it. 
you know, unfortunately, I mean, yeah, I, I'd, no, be, I, I'd know, be happily I surprised <laughs> if these nationwide banks or even local banks said, think again, we want you to come and give us a training Yeah, because we want to do be- better customer service, better hiring, better work culture for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, we have, I, well, I've only been there, I've only been there a short time, but I haven't had, I, in my time there, we haven't had any uh, banks knocking on the door, but we have had municipalities, we've had um, schools, we've had municipalities, schools, we've had, um, you know, small organizations that are nonprofit, we have had um individuals that are working with teams, you know, that you say, you know, I really think that this, we've had boards um, come to us that want to do better as a board to be able to support that organization that they're overseeing, right? Um, and so there's a lot of different folks that we're working with. And, and the folks, it's either through a lot of times word of mouth and someone's referred us, or we've done a training with one organization and then they, you know, they say, I think we need some more or we need the capacity to do some consulting because, you know, this was great and this is this is a very small step and, and we need to start thinking about, you know, those things that you, you gave, those tools that you gave us to practice. Well, we need to apply them and we need to apply them in our policies and we need our HR to be on board. And, and so it often kind of blossoms in this beautiful way. Um, and there are certainly places that need it that don't even know that they need it. And so... You know, we're here. We're here as uh, an opportunity for people to engage um, and to, to, again, enact those social justice principles, practices, and values. Um, and we're not, you know, forcing anyone at the table. We're, we're saying this is a resource for you. It's accessible. Um, and we've got a, a wonderful crew of folks. Um, we have about 20 um trainers and consultants, uh, many of which are part-time and have other jobs in different areas. So in terms of diversity and not just thinking about sort of the social identities, but also in terms of the professional sort of organizations that they're working with. So they bring a lot of different things. So we have therapists, we Mm -hmm. have teachers and professors, we have, you know, individuals who um, are are um, entrepreneurs and single business owners as well um, coming to the table. So we've got a really, really diverse team. Um, and, you know, again, I can't, I don't know what else to say in terms of um, why you wouldn't, why, you, you know, why you would, there's no reason why you shouldn't or wouldn't want to work with Think Again. Um, and I guess the other thing I want to just mention a couple other um programs that we're having for this month, uh, the Doing Racial Justice in the LGBTQ Communities. That's happening on June 15th from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, that workshop is for anyone that's committed to doing this work around racial justice um, within the LGBTQ community, um, thinking about community leaders, service providers. Um, the training will provide a multiracial space for people working with queer and trans communities to explore racism and white supremacy culture um, within these communities and using self-reflection and dialogue skills. Um, And so it'll draw in a lot of anti-racist activism um, and scholarship and it'll also, we expect that people will examine their own positionalities, right? We'll talk about our positionalities and and positionalities in terms of the social identities in which ways we either benefit, right? Um, As someone who has privilege and then using that as allyship or someone that is coming from marginalized group, uh, marginalized particular group that you know is oppressed because of, of this. And so thinking about those and really analyzing and looking at things from um, a self-reflective perspective, we're going to en- encourage folks to do that and then do some um, interactive um, activities. Uh, so it's an interactive workshop, all of them. They're small group discussions, breakout sessions. Also, it's all virtual. So 
anyone can zoom in from anywhere to do these. Um, and depending on the group and depending on the um, event or program or workshop that you want to do, um, it will provide some opportunities for you to be able to um, take that to the next level, again, either in your personal or professional life. This is really important work uh, for all of us. And it could be rejuvenating, uh, especially because, as you mentioned, you and I talked off mic too about just how exhausting it is to be who we are mm -hmm. in, in this kind of world that wants us to be cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just all be like a white and happy and there's no problem. And if there's a problem, we don't talk about it. And get back to, yeah, it's, it's okay to be a, to have problems, to be flawed, to work with people who have flaws, to engage people who have different points of view. Because ultimately, what's going to save us, besides getting a hold of this climate chaos that's going on, I know. is our ability to, to work with people who may think differently in terms of their faith or their politics, but agree on our humanity. Absolutely, that just has to yeah. be, right? That's the bridge. Yeah, that is the bridge. As you say this, too, I think about one other, just one last plug for, for um, one of the programs that we're doing this month is our Community Resilience Practice for trans thriving, right? And so this is thinking about trans, transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming children and adults and how they face intense stigma. We talked about that, the marginalization, the violence um, in every direction, right? And, uh, and a lot of times people are missing the point, right? They're missing the point. And so this is an opportunity for participants to learn about the individual, the group, and the community level and the factors that impact trans folks and how they thrive or, or survive and the resilient practices at each of those levels, right? Um, and so what, is, what do I mean by that, right? Developing individualized action plans to build uh, or know or understand what resilient strategies look like and to better support our trans communities, our friends, our clients, and um, our children. Well, Felicia, when you say, for instance, support our trans, our, our trans people, can you give, give us you know, concrete examples? How can we be supportive in, in ways that, that, that are not performative, that yeah. ways that are, no, I'm really here, I'm your ally, I'm in solidarity. Uh, yeah, so like, again, um, if I'm a participant and maybe I'm in, you know, in a, a particular role, how do I, how can I best serve as an ally, right? And in that way of thinking about like, if I'm a clinician or I'm a healthcare provider, there are definitely ways that I can better support my trans community. Maybe that's even bringing Think Again Training and Consulting to, you know, my organization to do some training around, you know, transforming allyship or, you know, implicit bias. Because, you know, if I don't identify with a particular community, I'm coming in with bias, right? Implicit bias that I might not even know about. And so as a participant in any of these things, you'll learn that some of the learning objectives is to think about like, how do I, how do I show up in myself? How do I, in my role and in ways in which I can serve as an ally? Um, and, and, that, and also just like, so we used healthcare providers, but family, right? Uh, you know, I have friends that are constantly saying like, you know, my family's constantly misgendering me, right? And so it's like... What does misgender mean? Misgendering. So if I identify and say that my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I identify as a woman, and, you know, someone constantly calls me he, mm -hmm. he, he, they, them, um, uh -huh. okay. and, and I've told you that my pronouns are she, her, hers, and this is how I identify, but you continue to call me he, mm -hmm. then you're misgen you've, okay. you've continued to misgender me, right? Mm -hmm. And so... 
it's it, so there's a level and mostly trans people have this um oppression where people do not respect their pronouns mm -hmm. or because somebody may look right so we think about gender expression and, and so i remember you know a friend sharing like you know they're they're constantly being misgendered um, because people have these associations where they their or their family members knew them as X and now you know it's just really hard for them and so you know it, again part of the learning is how do I continue to practice so I don't keep on making those mistakes and it, it we're, we so think again we often talk about drafts working in drafts right thinking about a, you know a, a paper or something and you're constantly editing those things and so. You know, you're. If you don't ever start a draft, you're never going to move forward with that. It's, you're never going to have the opportunity to edit. And so we always say, like, you know, ex expand your learning edges, you know, your growth, and and start in first drafts and make mistakes, own it, accountability, and then keep it pushing. You know, apologize when you make a mistake. I'm sorry, I misgendered you again. I'm working on it. And don't make it about you, right? Because it's not about you. It's about respecting the individual. In this case, we're talking about, you know, an individual that wants to be called by their correct pronouns, right? And so, you know, again, how do you do that? How do you show up? What does allyship look like? It's it's practicing, making sure that, you know, you're making that effort um, and building levels of awareness, um, both self-awareness, but greater awareness for within the community, um, within your organizations that you work for or work in, um, and in, in your families. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure my family is, is really like, oh, here she goes again on her soapbox, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that even sometimes it's like, I know, I know, I'm just, and, and it's like, okay. I'm just sharing with you so that, you know, and, and I'd rather do that out of a, from a place of love and someone that I care about than, you know, somebody who, you know, is like, oh, you know, here they go again or, you know. Right. And what you just said is so important because some of us who are activists, we do tend to think about ourselves. I know I'm on my soapbox, but I think this is really important to say. Mm -hmm. And I feel though, I feel like we should not call that our soapbox. We should... No, I, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to make the world better, mm -hmm. and um, and this is where this is where I'm at. Yep. And I'd love to have this, you know, fruitful, positive conversation with you, whoever that you person is. Yeah. Because yeah, we then we tend to get seen as oh, you want to overthrow the government, and you're this radical, and it's and it's everything is negative. Yeah. Rather than oh, how fascinating! You have these points of view. Uh, that I never thought about, mm -hmm. or that I thought about, and I, you know, always thought this way about it, not that way. Yeah. And in some ways, then that's part of our work also is to to use the words that show respect for the work that we're doing, mm -hmm. because the, the other ones already are showing their disrespect to absolutely. us. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. When you, as you were talking, I was thinking about you know things that we bring to the table, and that's empathy, mm -hmm. right, and perspective, mm -hmm. and being able to take perspective taking in this way of like. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Or how would I? How would I have even known that? Because right. that's you know not how. It's, so uh, with an open heart and open mind in these in these ways, um, yeah. and and not right associating those things. Um, the other day I said something like I'm going to make a shameless plug, and they're like, why is it shameless? Right. And so I think language is really important as yeah. you say this, um, and you know, and creating a you know, a place where people feel heard, seen, yeah. and, and that we can come with empathy, or we can come with um, 
different perspectives and respect. And that, that, that goes back to sort of those community norms or those guidelines that we set for each other, seeing all the humanity in, in us. Felicia Lundquist from Think Again. Felicia, the work you do is, and have been doing the years that I've known about you, are transformative, are a touchstone for other people to feel, I'm okay, I'm okay, she sees me, she understands. And that is so important. Now this work that you're doing, also, thank you for doing it. I know that sometimes it feels like, ay, Dios mío, I just like, and not again. And yeah, sometimes that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But you know, like my mother used to say, we're always in la lucha, we're always in the struggle. I love that. Este, yeah, thank you so much, Felicia. And if, yes, you want to say something Yeah, else? I was just going to say, I also want to mention that all of our sessions on sliding scales because okay. we want to make it accessible and affordable to people. And also there are different, like I said, there's some minis and there's large, larger sort of di dive deeper digs if you mm -hmm. want. Um, and if deeper you want dives. deeper dives, yeah, yeah. Dig, dig, digs, know. <laughs> uh, you know, the big dig in Boston, the big, dig, oh my gosh, <laughs> we could talk about that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, where does our money go? I know. Yes. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is some of them, um, of the trainings that we're doing for pride month also come with CE credits for people. Uh, these are credits for individuals who are maybe, um, in healthcare, they might be therapists, um, but they go towards your licensure. Oh, what does CE the CE mean? credits, continuing education units. Oh, okay, yeah. so, okay, can you repeat that? Yeah, yeah. continuing education credits are continuing education units, um, which are credits that are given to educators or trainers, maybe might be healthcare providers, therapists, to, to signify that they've success, successfully completed a training. And so, you know, and these trainings are often uh, courses that are intend to improve knowledge and skills. Um, these specific ones, like we talked about, will help individuals in building their capacity. Thank you so much, Felicia. You're welcome. And the last thing I'll say, I just if anyone wants to schedule um, some time with me and wants to schedule one of these programs, they can contact me by email at Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, at thinkagaintraining.com. Felicia, at thinkagaintraining.com. Or um, you can contact me by phone at 413-341-9277. If you have interest, if you want to register, please do not hesitate to contact me directly. Or you can go to our website and visit Think Again Training and Consulting. And that website is, and I know we'll put this in, in the description too, but it's thinkagaintraining.com. Thank you so much, Felicia. My pleasure. <laughs>